0: Hello, welcome back to the Living Inspired podcast, where we share inspiring stories of individuals who have overcome the challenges of living life with a disability and have created a successful business, a nonprofit organization, or are dedicating their lives to supporting others. My name is Cameron Munoz.
1: Hi, I'm Chanel Johnson. And on this episode, we are talking to a special teacher as we prepare to celebrate Teacher Appreciation Week. Ed Anderson is a music teacher, certified ESC teacher, and director and lead instructor of Mount Dora Caparera. Listen in to his heartwarming story of his struggles and successes as an adult with autism, a parent of a son with autism, and educator for those with special needs and small business owner. You don't want to miss this episode.
0: Hello and welcome to the Living Inspired Podcast. Um, Today, our guest is Ed Anderson, and he is a music teacher at one of our local elementary schools and a certified ESE teacher, as well as the instructor for Mount Dora Capoeira, and he hosts a Capoeira Especial class um, so that serves people with special needs. So we're gonna hear his story today. Welcome, Mr. Anderson.
2: Hello. How are you doing?
0: Good. Good. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and um, your history of um, your history of having living with a disability.
2: Well, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm i from born and raised in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, I uh, went to school at University of South Alabama in Florida State for a music education degree. Um, Growing up, I wasn't diagnosed, but I always had difficulty socially, uh, ac- academically. It was very weird. I couldn't handle the pressure of the advanced classes, but I would make A's and in, in the regular classes for some reason. Uh, you know, all through school, I always always struggled socially. It was very awkward for me. Um, always kind of clamoring to get people to like me. And mm-hmm. it, when I went to Florida State, uh, it was, you know, I still, I struggled there. I transferred the University of South Alabama to Florida State for music education. Um, and it wasn't until I got there that it was my percussion professor, uh, Mr. Gary Werdescheid, had had students who'd had learning disabilities and things like that. And he, uh, asked me if I had ever been tested for one I said no sir uh and he, he actually got me to Dr. Molly DeHart who was the um I believe the dean of the school and who got me to the student health center where I was tested and found out I had severe ADHD okay. and got me treated for it. and that actually I went from being on academic probation to the dean's list in one semester Wow. And then but you know, I still always struggled um mm-hmm. I still always struggled uh all the time. So it wasn't until you know I I uh, had gotten married, had children, and then I saw this the, the symptoms of my son. And it wasn't until I I'd, I'd been approached about a study for autism uh in adults that someone had recommended me for and I don't know why and I'd always thought you know my son has this it runs rampant in my family my I have nephews uh several nephews who have it and I always questioned it and then for the study they evaluated me and I was classified highly intellectual highly functioning but it was there and mm-hmm. I always suspected it
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know just back then no one in and
0: mm-hmm. when I was
2: growing up it really wasn't diagnosed mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you know i tell people you know i, I told someone said i'm autistic and that this and and uh they said well i'm sorry i'm like why am i sorry i've gotten to do right. things most mm-hmm. people can't do <laughs> and this right. actually you know when autistic people have that one thing that they can that they're really good at mine was music and it served me well so i'm yeah. like why should i be sorry i feel sorry for yeah. you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right yeah. oh, that, awesome. I, that
1: attitude is yeah. awesome I love it
2: so it's like you know you always knew mm-hmm. and just to finally kind of have that affirmation okay so that's why mm-hmm. all right sure. and when I tell people you know especially when I told some of my students you know they they, they kind of you know look at one of my autistic students strangely i said well i'm autistic and they go huh i said no is it any different than two than a second ago before i told you to now is there any right, difference right right nope. right
1: right
2: so and wow. that's fine, fine.
0: and um mr anderson mm. tell us about your son and what it was like um, bringing him up and when you recognize the symptoms for him and and what that was like going through the diagnosis for the him. biggest
2: thing was you know When he was younger, his speech was delayed. He had a lot of echolalia, the the sing song, and
1: the Mm -hmm. way he
2: was walking. And you just begin, you know, and seeing this, and when seeing that and with his mother, you know, one of the things, and I'll just say it out loud, you know, one of the things parents don't, sometimes parents don't want to have to deal with it or have to admit it. You know, that's a lot of what I see uh, in education. Mm -hmm. But we... We took him to a to a doctor who refers to a specialist when he was about two and a half, three, and when he had the ADOS test and it was mm-hmm. determined he was he had uh, he was on the mild to moderate on the spectrum and it feels like you get punched in the gut when you mm-hmm. get that diagnosis. Anyone who says that they're lying, mm-hmm. it, you just you know, and you realize okay, here we go. So we started um, mm-hmm. the occupational therapy and the usual stuff um especially the school system and coming up Mm -hmm. and i had him involved in capoeira for a while too but his interest ended up being somewhere else and i'm not going to force him to be like me he Mm -hmm. has to be him right so he's he's going to be attending mount dora high school next year oh
1: my goodness
2: yeah and, wow. you know, he has his interest, and I really want to encourage those interests. Uh, he has a brilliant mind for engineering and design.
1: Oh, wow. so mm-hmm. I um
2: I want to encourage that in him. You know, he has socially sure. awkward skills, but he's getting better. Uh, we attend Journey, Journey Christian Church, where he's part of the youth group there, and they're absolutely wonderful with him. They don't treat him any different. Which um, location? The one in Lake County.
1: Okay. So I've attended also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, familiar. Uh, yeah. And,
2: uh, Anthony Suarez, the youth pastor there is absolutely mm-hmm. great with him. Yeah. And he's come a long way and they accept him for, for who he is. Awesome. And, you know, he's, you know, he has some of his challenges and he's, and he, you know, a lot of his, um, I call them quirks because everyone, mm-hmm. everyone who's autism has got their own quirks. Mm-hmm. I have my Everybody has their own. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he That's just, right. uh, I I try to let him be him and I try not to treat him any different. That's I do right. remember one day, the day that he told me he had autism, it was riding in a car. And he goes, Daddy, I have autism. Aww. And I had never said anything. And the other said, the, Son, the only thing that means is that you see the world a little differently and you process differently. It mm-hmm. means beyond that. It means nothing There's
1: else.
2: Nothing else, mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, all so, that's awesome. that's You know, yeah. Is he your right. only child, or are I actually
2: adults? have four. Oh. Uh, I I got remarried. Uh, we just celebrated our six six year anniversary. I'm married to a wonderful okay. late woman who's a, a first grade teacher, Beverly Shores. Um, and we have between us, we have a 14 year old daughter. Who, who goes uh, in a uh, Umatilla high school? And then we have Dalen, my son. Uh, we have a 13 year old who's going to be in eighth grade at Mount Dora next year. And then I have a soon to be 10 year old little girl uh, who goes oh, trying Oh, she's to- so cute. <laughs> she I love her. A lot of energy.
0: <laughs> you know, when we were, um, when our kids were in um, the capoeira class. Mm-hmm. She was always such a great helper. And yeah. I remember her looking at me saying, How are you doing?
2: Like,
0: <laughs> because, uh, my kids are oh, like running around the room going in oh, different directions. You're, 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 she's you're, like, like yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But, Sophie uh,
2: has a big heart. And oh, she's and she yeah. and she's actually the only one of my children who stayed with Capoeira. She's about to get her fourth court in it. Wow.
0: So, so speaking of siblings, you know, and how how do your other children interact mm-hmm. and respond? And how did they? How does it have an impact on them having a brother that has this diagnosis of autism?
2: Well, the, I think the biggest thing growing up is that I think sometimes they felt he got all the attention because of it. Mm. Uh, but as they get older, you know, his brother and him are are just two piece, They they just stick together. You know, sometimes. Yes. You know his younger brother. I think sometimes feels like he has to be the older brother. Sure. But and is, I I feel sometimes that's not fair to him. You know. Mm-hmm. But he he handles it pretty well. He has his moments. Sure. Um, Sophie, and they, but beyond that, they really don't treat him different. They really don't. They just you know. You know the yeah. biggest thing between all three of them is they is they have Nerf gun battles all over the place.
1: oh yeah oh i love it i love it can you tell tell us somewhat what it looks like also living with um attention deficit and what that what that life
2: i I tell people imagine not having a filter and everything coming in at once and you're trying to see every when uh you're trying to manage all this information at one time, and it's very difficult, and you get overwhelmed. Um, it's hard to stay on one task when something pulls your attention to it, mm-hmm. and you try to manage what's co- manage that other task while doing this. And it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I was on medication for a while,
1: right?
2: But you know, I don't. But how take did the
0: good. How did the medication help?
2: The medication, I guess, I kind of dulls you a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. what I tell people. Um, it, I don't think the medication should be used forever. You know, mm-hmm. when you're younger, yes, mm-hmm. it can help you learn to manage it. But the goal is to get off of it. For me, mm-hmm. that just felt like it dulled me sometimes. And then, you know, I felt like sometimes I was taking it because other people couldn't manage me, not because of me.
1: Right.
0: right. Well, you know, you know that's right. such a good point. And that's kind of my husband's stance. You know, we, we have with our boys, um, two of them, well, I'm sure there's multiple of them that have an undiagnosed ADHD, but I have a, at least two of them that have a diagnosed mm-hmm. ADHD. And we did try medications at one point because there was a point where I d- didn't have yeah. access to any other therapy. And I felt like I needed to do something. So we tried medication right. and I had, there were days where I would forget to give them their medication. And the teachers would always remark that they could tell a difference Yeah, because yeah. their engagement and ability to participate in learning was mm, so was significant. And, yeah. different.
2: <laughs> and for this, it's like, you know, I think when you're younger, the, the goal should not be, this is going to be the solution. This, the goal right. should be Okay, this is gonna to learn to help you manage things right. until you can learn to do it without yeah, the skills. Right. I have it not well right. I haven't taken any medication for ADHD for gosh about eight, nine years now and yeah, in right. that time I've gotten a master's degree. I have uh, I own a small business now.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: have played over all through the Caribbean. I've been to Brazil. I've been to all this stuff. And I don't, you know, like I said, part of my Asperger's, my autism is that when my anxiety goes up, you know, my difficulty comes out, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm learning to manage that too.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a a
2: process. I figure I have an idea of of what I'm doing by the time the first shovel of dirt hits my face.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it makes so much sense what you're saying about using it as a tool to learn when you're a child. And you're not, yeah. you don't have a maturity yeah, right. level to understand right. and rationalize. And, right. and you're, you're just learning so much and your brain's still developing. And the parent and is still learning. And the parent is still learning. like, it, <laughs> right. it's, it's a lot to learn how to deal with and cope with anxiety mm-hmm. and deal with and cope with being overwhelmed. And for me in my life, personally, overwhelm, I'm learning also equals panic. And yep. when I get into mm-hmm. that overwhelmed mm-hmm. state of mind, I really mm-hmm. am learning that, that I'm actually panicking. And so, like, how do you manage that? How do you cope with that? That's a lot. And that I'm forty something lot. years old, and I'm just now starting to learn about that. that. Is a so lot. being that a little a kid, it, yeah. it makes sense so, that a medication is a tool in the toolbox to help transition as they're growing, but not in a crutch. In, yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. you
2: know, help them along, but the idea is to train them and, and to help them to be able to manage without it. So
1: right. I understand. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Question and I can't wait to hear this story. Is how did you get into Capoeira?
2: <laughs> well, like most Capoeiristas my age, I saw a movie called Only the Strong, which which was a movie about Capoeira and coincidentally a te- a guy who came to teach it in a school, an actual public school. Oh, so I I thought it was like I've never heard of this before, and a martial art that does music. And just by sheer coincidence, I was substituting at uh, Dr. Phillips High School. And I was telling a man, a young man named Chris Robito, who holds the rank of instructor, uh, Capoeira with Capoeira Brazilian Palo And he was in that class. And he uh, he was talking. I said, can you please you know, be quiet? And then I saw his shirt and I was like, where he, had, he, had a <laughs> answer. he goes, Well, it's at this place you know this is the person who teaches it and he gave me the number and i called the guy and said i'd like to learn mm-hmm. and next th- next day i'm in class and chris is there and uh that started the whole thing and my i was in capital water for several years before i had to stop for a long time because mm-hmm. uh i had gotten married and and, and just uh it just wasn't able to do it. It wasn't until I got divorced uh, that I got back into it and it helped. And I retrained up to my former level mm-hmm. and then I got promoted and I kept going. And I eventually left CBP. What's uh, Brazil uh, Capoeira, Musil, Pellerino, and I joined mm-hmm. uh, Capoeira Palmadas with a uh, Mestre George Palmadas mm-hmm. And he, um <clears throat> He was probably one of the best masters I've ever had. His first job here was teaching special needs capoeira at a university and help with students, so he had a lot That's of experience awesome. in that. So, uh, <clears throat> and then he trained me in the other side of capoeira, the mute, the musical side, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the as well as the movement for the Angola mm-hmm. style, which actually resonated a lot better with me. <clears throat> and at the time. I was at Celebration K-8 School, uh, and I had asked I'd, I'd asked Mister if it'd be okay, Mister George, if I could do a, a um, capoeira club. He goes, okay, because then I wasn't at the rank of instructor; I was just a regular student. But he you can't teach without the backing and the and the blessing of a master. Gotcha. So he and so he gave me permission, and I started the club there, and I graduated about nine students and he promoted me to monitor which was like assistant instructor
1: mm-hmm. and then
2: when we became part of our current group uh capoeira gola Palmares, mm-hmm. under uh mestre noah mestre <laughs> um uh, our old academy had gotten well master master george retired from teaching to start to work start his own business in saint augustine and he had um uh, Got married to a to a wonderful uh wonderful woman who's a police who was a deputy for Saint Augustine, mm-hmm. and he gave me permission to teach Capoeira in a public school where I was at Triangle Elementary. Now at the time the principal was Marlene Strawn, who mm-hmm. is just an absolute. I tell people I would walk through the gates of hell for that lady if she asked me to. <laughs> she is just that great of a person and a principal. Wow, and. I uh I brought the idea because I was I'm also teach Caribbean steel band.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my and, goodness.
2: Wow. Yeah. So That's cool. there and I said, Well, could I do a capoeira club here? And she she goes, sure. And I we started the club there, and that first year we graduated um we graduated about 50 students, I think. Wow. But the biggest part was, is that I have <clears throat> at triangle. We had the ESE classes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was sitting here thinking, you know, cause some of the regular music activities, sometimes they just don't engage enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had so many skill levels, but I was like looking, some of them were, you know, still a little weak physically. And I'm, and I went to, I went to Mastrana said, Hey, what would you think of this idea if I taught it for special needs here at the school? She looks at me and goes, I think that would be great. So during classes, during the day, I would teach them. And about, we grad and about, I think 11 or 12 of them graduated with their actual ranks at Capoeira that year. Wow. And then when that started out, I sought out the advice of several people who who specialized in this Mr. George Mm-hmm. And then there's a one, uh, contra mestre, uh, Mr. M, whose name is, uh, Marcio Gomez. He lives in South Florida. He, uh, he actually specializes in teaching special needs capoeira, and he gave me a lot of advice. There's a uh, mestre Simolina up in New Jersey, also has extensive experience teaching special needs specifically, and they gave me a lot of advice, a lot of guidance to where we can grow the program. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, you know, later on when I had gotten, <clears throat> I moved my Capoeira program off the campus and started Mount Dora Capoeira. There's very little in Lake County, if anything, mm-hmm. for kids. Right. there's, right. there's Do you mean for people. like right. special
0: needs kids or? or special just... needs
2: kids. Just special mm-hmm. needs kids. There's there's mm-hmm. hardly anything. Right. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. So I started the Capoeira special group uh, program. And the idea of it is to um, mainstream them into the regular program itself. And so I have a self-contained class where I kind of evaluate and say, okay, let's go ahead and have them in the inclusion. Or do I need to keep them here for a little bit to, I can kind of keep, you know, is this the best environment for them. Right. And, and this year we have one, two... I think we're going to have uh, three total. I just, uh, that 19-year-old, uh, we have a 19-year-old uh, student who's going to graduate with his adult Cordell. And he's doing really well. Awesome. Wow. Ganji, he's so tall. He's got a reach. So <laughs> wow. Big, <so. laughs>
1: but he's doing wow. really well. We,
2: we just started a couple of others. And I've just gotten a couple more mm-hmm. uh, calls about it. But I charge I charge a very low fee. I really don't make money. I'll capoeira. I just cover my cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but I also know that these parents are paying and they're paying yeah. for uh, occupational therapy, speech therapy, yeah. uh, and insurance to not cover it all. I all I do is charge mm-hmm. um, about fifty dollars for uh for adults, thirty five dollars for students per month. And if we get them into the mainstream classes to that to four days a week, that's still not going to change right. because they, these parents are paying enough.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and they're probably on unlimited income too. Sorry, I'm no, no, no. Not, you know, where one of them is not working, and yeah. um, on top of yeah.
1: um, all the therapies, or and stuff. some kind of public assistance yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. So, explain exactly what Capoeira. I had to, I had to actually look it up in Wikipedia um, to look at the origins and the history. Um, it's very interesting, very unique. So, explain, explain exactly what what that is. Um,
2: Capoeira is a Afro-Brazilian martial art. It was created by the slaves of Africa that were brought to Brazil. Mm. And the, when they brought the slaves over, they also brought the warriors with them, the musicians. So they needed a way to defend themselves and to, and to win their freedom, but they were kept under horrible conditions. So, they, But they were allowed to still practice their culture, their dance at night. So, okay, we're going to work with this. So they just dis- so there's several different versions uh, uh, that history says that started with, but the ba- basic gist is they began disguising the their combat moves as a dance that they would practice in the in the slave uh, quarters, oh, and they wow. would play instruments. The biter was based off of an Angolan instrument. And they would play the music and and uh, they would practice dancing. But at, the, at that time, they were teaching. And as the slaves were moved to other other senzalas uh, in other plantations, they would take that teaching with them. And eventually, they rose up and they won their freedom with it. And it was considered... Oh, wow. <laughs> but even then, after that, Capoeira was outlawed. Was, oh, wow. And then it got the reputation of being practiced by thugs and thieves and, and And Mestre Pastilla, and there were two people in Capoeira history, Mestre Bimba and Mestre Pastia, who um, started bringing Capoeira into the mainstream and requiring rules. And and, uh, Mestre Bimba was allowed to open the first academy. Uh, He demonstrated Capoeira to the Brazilian Congress at the president's request, and he was allowed to open his first academy. And he formalized it, uniforms, you know, people of good, you know, you have to have good conduct. You can't mm-hmm. be out yet, you know. You you had to have good grades. Master Pastilla opened his academy as well, and so it's gotten it's evolved over the years. There are several different styles now. And the main the main two being Capoeira Haitianal, which is more the high flying acrobatic that Bimba had created, and then Capoeira Angola, which is closer to the original style, um, which is what we practice. We practice Capoeira Angola, but our group's called the Spicy Angola because we had we throw a little bit more in there.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh i love yeah. that
2: so but that's it is pre- and it's like i said practice all over the world my group has schools in israel uh russia uh japan italy uh here in the u.s and um we we have a lot of support from uh my current master Mestre nozino who's the son of the grandmaster master no and we have a lot of support for them for what we do. And Mestre Nozinho loves the special needs program. And, you know, he he, incur- he really encourages to really branch out, you know, and help as many as you can with it.
1: What are the benefits of, for children and adults?
2: Well, one, it teaches, dis- it teaches a lot of self-discipline. We don't teach combat. I won't teach kids how to go in and fight. I do teach some aspects of self-defense, but I will not teach them to go out okay, you need to mm-hmm. attack first, kick them in the ribs, you know, and this is how. Um, I will not teach that because there's enough of that stuff going on these days. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, here in Lake County, we have uh, the martial arts community is one that, that really focuses toward the self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, all the teachers here that I've met in Lake County have been absolutely great um, of any style. Mm-hmm. For us itself, it teaches a lot of self-control because you have to have that to play the game. Uh, There's no pads. There's no, there's no choreography. It's all kind of a conversation of movement. One person moves, the other person has to respond and then come back and the other person has to defend against that. And it's constantly moving and a lot of, and it's cognitively, it really makes you, it really makes you, build a lot of neural pathways that you didn't have before and what i mean by that is that you have to start reacting differently you have to start changing your behavior when you play i tell, i tell all my students you know my mainstream and my special needs is that you cannot play angry if you do Mm. the uh, experienced competition will read you like a book uh it teach it physically increase uh, helps a lot physically for um just uh, muscle tone and everything like that. Uh, I have a young lady who has a who had a muscular as a muscular condition in her legs. She could only lift her leg that far off the ground. Now wow. she's up to about four feet. Wow! So you know the one I'm talking about, Cameron? Yeah, yeah. my God. And,
1: it is. and she's
2: going to wow. graduate with her with her Cordell in uh in May
1: oh so. my awesome. goodness where yeah. can they um
2: where can people find your information if they wanna to we are at uh dot com uh and or if they can just call me uh four oh seven four one seven zero seven one two or email me from the web page and I try mm-hmm. to respond as quick as I can but you know I, I'm I'm
0: yeah. a typical
2: band you know i'm i am i i and yeah. and
0: you have like three jobs. You are a full-time teacher, oh, you are yeah. a musician that you travel with a band, and you have this small business that you run. Do you have any assistance? No,
2: I I have a I am lucky and blessed that my I have a my my high cordell in my academy, uh Kirsten Murray, her what name is Infoceta. uh she helps me teach some of the classes. Uh and she's going to be promoted this year okay. as well. And I'm very proud of her. Uh, And I have, uh, I call her my sister from another mister because we have the same birthday. um, Sol Cortez, Instructora Sol. Uh, She comes over and helps teach. She's really good with the kids. I'll only bring people in who, you know, one, they have to be part of our group and um, who really speak the language as a kid. Now, I'm lucky that pretty much every instructor in our group here in the U.S. does that. Mm -hmm. And they have experience with teaching special needs. Right. So that's really that's really been a blessing. Uh, right. They uh, I
1: just were the benefits of your boys for my boys? Yeah. for
0: us, Well, I just have to say, as a parent, um, I appreciated Mr. Anderson and his program so much because you have had such patience with my kids. and it, and it is overwhelming because <laughs> they, they need a lot of structure and a lot of patience to, um, and to learn the structure in a new environment and learn the skills and and the behaviors and stuff that we struggle with. So I always appreciated your patience with them and, um, you're meeting them at their level and not giving up. Like he would not yeah. give up. He's like, I'm going to just do, you know, you know, in some One of my kids, Michael, he Mm -hmm. has to literally like hand over hand, make him kick because Michael has, I think a little bit of low tone too. Don't you think Mr. Anderson? And like, he just couldn't, he can climb a tree, but when you tell him hit, kick this mark, he was having trouble like understanding the instruction and and making them, it Right, right. Yeah, right. do it. Mm-hmm. So it was mm. beneficial, and and we talked multiple times about how it it is therapy. And some of his yeah. clients, I think he shared with me, get um can bill it or their insurance covers it or somehow they have it, a way to cover if it. If they anything. have, if they have the Gardner
2: scholarship.
1: Oh um, yeah.
2: The Gardner. What I do is I, I code it as ESC Capueta. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to oh, say Wow,
1: of- that's good too. Yeah, yeah, I have be. no problem yeah.
2: doing that because you know these uh, how much things are so expensive these days.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's they are. You know,
2: I have four kids, three of them teenagers. Yeah. They're eating me out of house and <laughs> home. Uh, and that
0: was the other thing right. that made it accessible for us right. is that the cost was, while it you know it still because we are still stretching all the time financially, but with our, with our circumstances, but it was doable and it made it accessible and it was well worth the money spent having you be so patient and so kind. And so, um, just willing to meet them where they were at. And I appreciated that and anything. And I have not seen like and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I've been, I dabble a little bit in the martial arts world. Like I've, participated in taekwondo, taekwondo mm-hmm. before myself and like i tried getting the kids in some um, karate classes before but i have never ever heard of a martial arts program that does have a tailored program for people with special needs and i mm-hmm. find that very as far um, as
2: i know i'm awesome. the only one um yeah. like i said we have wonderful uh, we have wonderful programs here in lake county uh there's aikido and eustace mm-hmm. uh there's Mount Dora. Uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu run by Master David, who is a one, one of the best human beings on the planet. Uh mm-hmm. Master Nelson runs um, uh, does martial arts world in Eustace. Uh Master Wayne has family martial arts. Yeah, hey. my son went to
1: Master Wayne. Yeah. They're
2: all we and you know, them. I know all of these people. They're you know, they're they're wonderful people, wonderful teachers. And I and I would recommend them to anybody. You mm-hmm. know, um mm-hmm. for me it's not about competition, it's about what's best for the child yeah uh this is you know and i don't i don't make my living off this you know this is yeah. this is it's not, right. my, it's not my it's not my uh full-time career but it's you know and you know it, it's just you got to find what works for that child you know i'm, I'm I, I won't I, be so egotistical that you know you have to stay with me if i know like master wayne will be better for them it's about not about me it's about what's going to be for the growth i would send them to master wayne uh-huh. um uh if i if if brazilian jiu jitsu may work better i would send them to master david um you know just these they're just beautiful people
0: yeah and you know for me and and there's yeah. the whole conversation around integration and like you know taking somebody that has a disability or special needs and and pushing them into an integrated yeah. class and that there's benefits in that and yeah. and then and um, and then I, I just like that you create the opportunity, though, for those uh, well, because oh. it is self-contained. And I think personally, yeah. the benefit for me with our kids is that like each one. And, you know, each one of my kids needed so much support to yep. participate yeah. in each activity, which makes it difficult for them to actually integrate into a class. But, but I know we the all...
2: goal is to get them there. The goal exactly. is to exactly yes, if, if it takes one year, if it takes three years, that's all right. right. Yeah.
0: And and so that, it's a great bridge. It's a great opportunity that you offer um, to help it be inclusive and help give them a more supportive learning environment so that they can get to that point where they can participate yeah. with the larger group and and I appreciate that
2: I, yeah, I think have. one of the things also is the the purpose of of the self-contained is also when like I said a new student, we usually come in through that mm-hmm. and one want I want to see what their triggers are. Right. Uh, sure. But sometimes they respond, they respond uh, aggressively.
1: Right.
2: I'm of the opinion. And, you know, some people say, well, that's just what they do. You have to be this. I said, well, no one's tried to teach them that this is not what it is.
1: Right. Really, right. They mm-hmm. have to
2: be able to interact because mm-hmm. if they go out in society and do that, it's not going to work very well. And you have some, right. some people and some parents who just don't want to deal with it. Right. It's easier for them not to deal with it. Well, why are you teaching them if you don't want to deal with it?
1: Right. You know, if and that's part
2: of responsibility. Is it not only see Cap What I teach has a very specific set set of protocols. And another part another reason for the program is to teach them these social rules and protocols, show them that in life there are certain protocols you can and you can't do. And we need to we need to understand that. And I think sometimes uh that when we have a lot of special needs coming up is that we want to well they're just going to be this way and that's it no it's not the way it is you know we need to teach them to be able to be functional in society you know you can't just have here make everyone else have to adjust to them they have to adjust to certain protocols within society like for example Mm -hmm. um you know, when you go into a theater, you can't shout and scream all the time on your mm-hmm. own. You know, it's it's that certain societal protocols, and that's what right. part of this yeah. teaches. You know, right. it's kind of it's kind of a everyone either wants to be over here or over here, but there's that middle it. ground. Little, I mean, yeah. it's 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 give mm-hmm. and take on both sides. Right, right.
0: and we support wow. them and teach them as much as much as they can,
2: as much as they can, as much as, as they
0: can, and they are capable of learning. They are. They'll never exactly. give up.
2: I mean, I think Mr. Werdersheim and Dr. DeHart, and they were like the turning point for me. I was going to fail out of college because I was struggling so much. And if it wasn't for those two people right there, I don't know where I would be, but they they actually did not give up on me. And and I actually recently contacted Dr. DeHart. I found her on Facebook and I said, I have never forgotten. It was almost 30 years ago, but I've never forgotten
1: what you did for me.
2: And she, you know... Uh, wow. And I said for what I told her this is what I've done. This is this mm-hmm. is what what's because of you, this is what I've been able to do. Wow.
1: I love teachers so much. What what grade are you are you teaching currently?
2: I teach pre-K through five. Oh
1: my goodness. What a good
2: got, I've taught every grade level under the sun. But uh oh. I, I mean, right now I'm pre-K through five at Triangle Elementary in Montora.
1: And music. Music is music. the music um, yes. teacher. Oh yes. my goodness. Awesome. And, so, uh, what, okay. what, um, what attracted you to teaching? I used to be a teacher, so
2: I, I know how hard I it just, is. Uh, um, no, I, it's what I wanted to do. I was in band all the time, and that was the thing that well, I, that was my thing. So I figure, you know, if that's my thing, I'm just gonna go with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. So, and that, and I've I'm, I'm now, am finishing up year 26.
0: Oh wow. my! Goodness. 26 so. years
1: of being a music teacher. Oh my goodness. I mean oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I only I told, last.
2: I told all these young teachers coming in. You have, a, you, you have a new teacher. I said, let me tell you something. Everything you learn in school will last you approximately three seconds of your career. So.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> wow.
2: Well, you've been wow. there, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Kind
2: of agree with that.
0: When did you mm-hmm. um so you were, you went to training, went to school, became a music teacher. And when did you get your ESE certification?
2: Well, you know, when I taught, my first ESE teaching experience was actually at Space Coast Junior Senior High when mm-hmm. the AP uh, had come to me and said, listen, we need to do special needs music. So we're going to put them in your steel band. This was on four days notice. Now I had one of the best steel bands in the state. Nice. And I'm like, Nice. I'm like, oh, what? I <laughs> yeah. because back then, this is before you know I even had my diagnosis. This is before I was oh, a okay. So mm-hmm. I start sitting here thinking, all right, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was actually, I was walking across the courtyard when I remembered that there was a little, there was a special steel drum that was made uh, by a company up in uh Ohio called Panyard that was sounded great. And could be adapted. So I got a bunch of those. And, and my parent, my still band parents fundraised for me to do this. And we oh, actually got man. them playing, playing along with, we played college level music and we made parts for them that they could play along with that music that would fit in. And oh, we integrated awesome. the special needs kids into the, into the into that and into the percussion section, because when they started stimming. Um, I noticed that they would stem with the music. Okay, we're gonna work with this. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I and I, some of them mm-hmm. who didn't quite have the must the uh, the coordination to do some of the more complex movements we put in the percussion section. And you know what? The steel band kids, you know, the thing thing I do like about today's generation is they're a little more accepting of, of special needs than back back in the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. I was a kid, I was just called stupid. Oh. Um that's all right. I proved them wrong. You sure yes, did. <laughs> um, so it's uh but you know, they they welcomed them in and they made them full and you know treat them like full members. We had the shirts for them as well. And we actually went and we played at a uh we played uh at the state music convention with the fully integrated band. Oh
1: and wow So that was my
2: first experience with that and, and um you know just why can't they do it?
1: That's awesome. So I love steel bands, um, my background is um, Bayesian, so I yeah. um yeah, oh, absolutely, so, um, do you have a band that,
2: I got a full steel band steel at Triangle Elementary, yes,
1: at oh, wow,
2: but you oh. play with,
0: you play with um, other bands, too, when, in I, tours, I, right?
2: I, um, well, I've been a working musician for over 30 years, but it's, I've played with a group called the Land Sharks mm-hmm. uh, through the Caribbean. Uh, I've actually been flown down to Trinidad to be a guest a clinician for one of their uh what? for the classic hall festival
1: down oh, there. My goodness. and I actually
2: had to teach elementary teaching techniques to a lot of teachers from Trinidad then I worked with uh I worked with the invaders You steel orchestra in the pan yard where the pan was invented wow oh
1: my goodness yeah wow.
2: yeah that was that, well, that was an experience but it's um yeah i've I've been a pan player a long long time that's the other thing that kind of took with me
0: yeah so, right. <laughs> yeah
2: so when i still I still play around lake county i'm I'm kind of trying to um bring down the gigging on the road so much because mm-hmm. i've I've played most of all this country and i'm i I get tired of traveling you know I like yeah. to be home with my family my wife uh, you know mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, love mm-hmm. the
2: love of my life you know that's where i want to be not in some yeah. hotel room waiting to play on stage you know it's fun but yeah. at the end of the day i like being home with, my, with the toll. My wife. right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like mm-hmm. it's fun for a season for a and season, then you're in right. a different season now yeah. where right. you have different I'm,
2: priorities yeah meet. i'm getting older you know it's like yeah. I, I don't live that life yeah you know? yeah Hold so uh, jack it was- <laughs> It sounds
0: like it was after you had that experience with your first group of special needs kids that you, um, is that what kind of segued you into trying to become certified? Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, I decided to do that and, and say, you know, I might see if I'll get my ESC certification and I, I got it. So, awesome. you know, I'm still learning and I'm not the best at it. You know, I'm still learning. There are people much more knowledgeable than me. Uh, uh, who just have that that touch to do it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 not an easy field.
0: Yeah. But you have a lot of insight as yeah. a person and it's an adult with autism and a child that has autism and mm-hmm. and all the work that you're doing it's just remarkable mm-hmm. and admirable
1: and appreciate it's been worth it. all that you do. Yeah. It's oh, been absolutely.
2: worth it. So I look forward, you know, to growing the program more.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: And we'll get and take, we'll get my voice back in there as soon as it as the stars align yeah, and
2: I expect to get them. I have I, I'm it. working I'm working on that now. Yeah. So oh,
1: that's awesome.
2: But I know, you know, it's uh I think one of the best parts of this whole program is that when I watch them graduate, mm-hmm. I watch all these people from come from outside. They'll come in and they'll uh and they'll work with them and they, they I see how their faces are like, wow, they know what they're doing. So Mm-hmm. My, my, my autistic son actually does have a cordela Capoeira he received from CBP. And I remember when he was going into the, to the Baches Auto to get his, uh, he didn't want to go up there. And I, and Mestre Hudson, who is uh, from Brazil and he teaches over, I believe in, uh, I think he's in London now, but he was there. He was the six foot nine giant. And I told him Portuguese and he's autistic. He goes, no problem. <laughs> and, um, and it was just one of the beautiful things I ever seen. And dale went up and did it two times on his own, you know, just him. So I was like, okay, cool,
1: awesome.
2: Um,
0: it's cool. Oh, um, it's very great to. Uh, I what I appreciated about. also as a parent is just watching them do something, learn the mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they go to school, and I don't mm-hmm. see them learn, and I don't see them pick up skills. But I always, always sat, I always watched, I was always there. Uh, yeah. No, participating and I loved I loved uh watching you encourage them and show them and teach them and seeing them do it and get it. And it was it was very great. Very well, I'm getting
2: them back um, in. Yes. The last thing on earth I do. That's when I'm getting them back in. So, All right.
1: Sounds good. I love your determination. Yes. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. People
2: didn't give up on me. That's right. I don't. I don't give up on other people.
1: That's, That's awesome. awesome. I have to check it out definitely and it's on
2: Wednesday nights. It's on Wednesday nights at five thirty right now in the self-contained we have we have Especially one class. we have one student um possibly taking in another, but we um uh in the entire program, let me think one two.
0: Because you have classes all through the week, but the uh special class, classes, self-contained
2: yeah. classes yeah. in state. Self-contained Wednesday. is on Wednesdays. Oh, okay, okay. But most of uh, most of the students are now integrated. Uh awesome. I have one one young lady, she is just absolutely phenomenal when she plays, and she actually has been to other other others of graduation of other academies and played, and everybody's like, Who is she?
0: <laughs>
2: and That's she's got great. a beat kick.
0: Alex was on the verge of getting oh. into that. Uh, integrated yeah, class, but he was, he was doing good.
2: Right. Yeah. We'll thank <laughs> you. We'll, we'll
0: get there. Thank you so much for your time today, Mr. Anderson. It's and, been my um, honor,
2: ladies. Thank you. yeah thank you so and, much. And,
0: um, thanks for sharing your story and, and um, answering all of our questions. Uh, I appreciate yeah. you, and I think you're doing a great job with with oh. the work
2: that you're doing. If I can ever be of any service, please don't hesitate to call.
0: Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Living Inspired Podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends and family.
1: Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts.
0: Help other listeners find us by leaving a review.